And uh, on est good to go. Alors, on va y aller tout de suite. We're going to start with the first question avec uh, Richard Labbé. Richard. Yeah, Rob, how you doing? Very good. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so, uh, the camp, I want to ask you, um, obviously, there's always a lot of hype uh, when these things start. Uh, people are excited about uh, the, these young guys, and that's uh, truly understandable. But, you know, as a coach, I want to ask you, um, realistically, is there anybody that in that group uh, that's going to get out there today in the next couple of days uh, that you think is, is, you know, close to being an NHL-type player? We sure hope so. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I think I, I really uh, like our prospect group. Um, yesterday, we had uh, some of last year's draft picks and this year's draft picks in. Uh, and you know, these are guys, for the most part, I'd never met personally. I'd never seen play personally, um, see some tape and, and whatnot. So it, it, you know what, we're in strange times as far as the assessment is concerned. But I will say this, Mattias Norlander, you know, is a pro now. Uh, he's play, playing in the SHL in Sweden, in Frölunda. And he's played eight games already uh, this season. Their, their season starts, obviously starts earlier than ours. So, I mean, he's certainly a guy to, to, to watch. Uh, is he going to need some more seasoning? I mean, that, that'll be determined by the, uh, the coaching staff. So to be specific, I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, I'm going to be watching like you guys, because as I said, have not seen these guys play uh, here in the last year and a half. Yeah. Did you, uh, you, you the, the one guy you mentioned is probably the one guy that we were going to talk about a lot sure. in the next few days. Uh, as a defenseman, we always hear how, It takes a long, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, it's more difficult. There are more, I guess, uh, challenges. Um, it, it, with having said that, uh, you know, could, would it be uh, possible for him to to, to be uh, on the team uh, when October starts? Is that something that could that could happen, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, you never know what, what's going to transpire here between now and, and, and October. Um, but he's progressing. And I saw him two years ago in Sweden when he was playing the Alsvenska, the, the second league. Uh, and it's funny when I, I saw him yesterday for the first time since, you know, we got together and had dinner there. I didn't recognize him to tell you the truth. These guys change, you know, they're at, they're at an age where their appearances change, their size changes. So uh, we'll see how he develops. Um, but uh, as uh, you know, the old prof, Ron Christ said, he's definitely a suspect. <laughs> Merci, Jean. Thank you. Uh, Dan Robertson, you're uh, hold on. Yeah, Dan, you're up. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Rob, I just wanted to ask you about the strange times that we're in. I, I would think that when these kids are ready to hit the ice, they'll be really fired up to, to show what they can do. As an organization, will you have a message to them to sort of say, you know, just don't be too amped up, just kind of play your game and we'll go from there? <laughs> yeah, that's we're going to have to pull the reins in a little bit. Um, You know, especially the, the kids uh, that were playing junior hockey up here in Canada. Obviously, the Q, you know, they've they, they got it out last year. The Ontario kids didn't get to play, and the dub was a, an abbreviated schedule. So they're all chewing up the bit. Um, Coach uh, Dominic uh, Descharmes spoke to them yesterday, my group anyways, the, the development group. He had just a great message for them. So it's, it's going to be interesting, and I can't wait. I'm excited. It's, it's time to drop the puck. I wanted to ask you about Caden Gooley. I mean, he's another guy who hasn't obviously played much the last couple of years. But yeah. What do you know of him? Uh, and I know he's just a kid, but in the long term, what do you see in his game that 
might tell you that he could be a pro for a long time. Well, first of all, you know, last year he was named captain in, in Prince Albert as an 18-year-old. Uh, that shows his leadership, his maturity as a young guy. Um, you know, watching him in the World Juniors, he, he was solid. Uh, he carries himself like a pro. You know, his brother's a, a pro hockey player, he's an NHL hockey player. So he's been around it. Um, there's, there's an air of confidence, not cockiness, just uh, he's, he's becoming a professional before he's a professional. And so I think we've got a, a real solid one there. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Uh, now down to Eric Engels. Hi, Ron. Um, we spoke about Logan, who's not a camp. There's also a couple of NCAA prospects that aren't here. And I just, I know that you spent some time with them. So I'm just wondering in Jordan Harris's case, who he was offered an opportunity to sign with the Canadians, decided to stay in school. Uh, his next opportunity will be to choose where he wants to play. Why, if, if you are confident, would you be confident that he's going to remain with the Canadians? Well, it's, you know, we like Jordan a lot. Um, I'd love to have him here today. But, you know, per the collective bargaining agreement uh, and, and college players, uh, he has options. And so we'll see what happens. Um, as I said, we'd love to have him here. But um, he's a good student. He wants to graduate at Northeastern. He's going to be captain there. Uh, they should have a pretty good team. You know, we've got another draft pick there. Um, Struble, who's he's a, he's a real good prospect also. So we'll see how it plays out with Jordan. But uh, once again, uh, I'd love to have him here. Uh, the second question is a bit of a technical one on Matthias, uh, who you were talking about before. If, if he can't break through to the NHL, does the transfer agreement kind of, I know he's got a European out clause, but yeah. would it force him to go back to Sweden or is Laval a, an option for him? No, my understanding is he either plays in Montreal or he goes back to Fralunda. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome. Thanks, Eric. Uh, well, Arpen. Uh, hello, Rob. Hi, Arpen. Um, I got a couple for you as well. Uh, I guess they're a bit more, uh, a bit more big picture in the sense that, um, you know, a little while back, uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago now, um, you know, Mark Bergeron was talking about the whole. Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi, the offer sheet and everything and, and his development and how, um, you know, maybe the organization had, you know, I think learned a lesson is a bit strong, but they, 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 that they will consider that experience when making future decisions on when is the appropriate time for a young player to make the jump. Um, from your perspective, and I know that that decision isn't necessarily yours. I mean, you're, you just, you're the before that decision is your department. I get that. But how do you how do you feel about that? And how do you feel the impact of how the Kakaniami experience went for both sides, I guess, in this make in this case, will impact future development decisions in the organization? Yeah, thanks, Arpin. So yeah, when KK he had a great camp, obviously, and um, we were we needed centermen. So that was a decision to keep him there. Um, yeah, listen, as a development guy, I like to see us uh, cook them for a while before we, we get them to the NHL so that when they do get there, they're ready. So I think there's, you know, lessons to be learned on both sides. Uh, I think Mark mentioned uh, the responsibility of a player. And, you know, Dominic 
addressed that with with our guys yesterday, and 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 Frankie and I do that also with our prospects. Part of your development, part of your process to Montreal, journey to Montreal, is being able to self-evaluate. And KK is a young guy, and you know what? I'm I'm sure he's doing some self-evaluation now. He should be, anyways. His players, we all need to look in the mirror from time to time. And like I say to all my, my young players, the guy behind the bench, he controls your ice time. So you might want to listen to him and do what he says. Okay, fair enough. Um, the other one, which is also, I guess, a bit big picture, but you know, the organization over the last three or four drafts has obviously stockpiled tons of draft picks. And, and we were always anticipating right around now, or if not now, next year, when there'd be kind of a flood of these guys arriving um, specifically in Laval. Um, obviously the, the coaching change in Laval, you know, we had always assumed that it would be Joel Bouchard handling that. Uh, now there's been a change. Um, what I'm, what I'm curious to, to hear from you is, is what is the, what is your role in ensuring that transition for these guys in terms of going from, prospect to minor pro player where where and 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 to what extent are you going to be able to ease or how will you be able to ease the transition for for Jean-Francois to come in and sort of grab the baton and 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 continue sort of the development plan for the organization in Laval sure Arpen so uh, JF and and his staff uh, you know we've been talking with with you know Trevor and Marty and and Frankie and I uh, just giving a heads up with you know the knowledge that we have of the, the players that they're inheriting. Um, you know, Frankie and I will, will be in Lavelle from uh, periodically initially, uh, especially with a, a new coaching group. And we did this with, with uh, Joel and, and his coaching staff. Uh, we're going to leave them alone, let them make their imprint. And that will begin uh, today. Uh, once they get through their medicals and, and testing, uh, there'll be a dinner this evening and, and JF will introduce his staff and, and talk to the, uh, the rookies that are here uh, and, with what his goals and, and, and aspirations are uh, as coaches with these players. So that's, that's the process is beginning. And then for Frankie and I, um, it, it's great for, because we're gonna have a number of, of guys that are, will be here for the rookie camp and they'll be returning to their junior teams and respective teams. And so for us, we want them to be a sponge here for the next week, you know, start the process of being a pro before you're a pro. You know, listen to these coaches, watch. We've got a lot of NHL guys training here right now. Look at those guys. Look at where, where they're at. Look at their habits, uh, the details that, that, that they apply to their everyday life as a hockey player, as an NHL player. So that's kind of how the process works with us. Um, I think we've, we've got a good, you know, Kelly Buckberger, uh, uh, I know well as, uh, as, as a foe. Um, I was introduced you know, when he was very young to his fist, uh, it didn't go well, <laughs> but he's a great guy. I love him. And so, uh, Martin Leperrier is, his dad coached me here. <laughs> so it's great. You know, there's good continuity. They're hockey people and, uh, I'm excited. It, it should be a, a fun season. All right. Thank you, Rob. You're welcome. Merci Arpen. Um, Amy Johnson. Thanks very much, Paul. Hi, Rob. Thanks for doing this. Um, two questions for you uh, on, on 
two of your uh, two players. First off, has a decision uh, been made in terms of uh, once a, a new amendment to the CHL NHL agreement comes through regarding uh, underage players who played uh, in the AHL last year, has a decision been made on Jan Mishak yet as to whether or not, uh, since he would qualify, uh, will will he be encouraged to return to the AHL or is is the OHL a better place for him to continue his development at this point? Yeah, well, I think two great options for him, to tell you the truth. And, you know, if he goes back to junior, you can play in the real juniors. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll amp up a lot of ice time with Hamilton. He stays here. He starts the, the development process. So that's something that's being discussed. I don't think the uh, decision has been made uh, so far. You know, we'll let him get on the ice and, and see how things go. And just secondly, um, kind of the same, a similar question that Dan Robertson asked you earlier on, on Caden Gooley, but with the, uh, this time on Yessi alone and uh, the, the, on the surface made a, a quick transition to the North American game last year uh, in Laval and even the one game that he suited up for Montreal. What, what are your, what are you looking forward to seeing from him in terms of his progression this year? And, and does he have a real shot at wearing a Canadian sweater a little more often this year? <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, a, a great initial season in North America for Yessi uh, last year. So that journey continues and, and the progression. So, yeah, I think the expectations are that uh, he'll play games in Montreal this this year. So we'll see how camp goes and and uh, and how he does as as far as that is concerned. Will be determined. Be determined. Fantastic. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome. Thank you, Amy. Um, Rob, we've got about five more questions. Well, okay. five more journalists. Uh, Stu Cowan. Stu, you're up. Hey, Rob, I'm just wondering, um, you know, it was a long time ago, your first ever NHL rookie camp or training camp. I don't even know if they had a rookie camp back there. It was just right to training camp. What, what do you remember from your first day of a NHL training camp and how have things changed the most since then when you look at what these young players are coming into now? Well, there was no, uh, there was no rookie camp uh, back in 1979. I was with the Colorado Rockies, who were not a Major League Baseball team back then, <laughs> the NHL team playing in Denver. Uh, Don Cherry was the coach. I remember uh, the first press conference. Well, they better have the buckets ready to clean up the blood that's going to be on the ice because it's going to be a rough one. Now, you know what? That was grapes trying to sell some sizzle, uh, but they brought in some tough guys. You know, one of the Hanson brothers was there and um, there was probably, uh, well, there was a, a lot more scrapping going on back then uh, than there is now. I don't think we'll see any fights in training camp. What's, what's the best advice you can give to these young kids coming in. I mean, I Caden Goulet, the first round pick, you know, expected, but you got a kid like Cedric Derusso who led the queue in scoring last season. Yeah. Um, what, what advice do you give a kid like him coming into a, a chance? And this is maybe his last chance to show what he can do as far as moving forward in pro hockey. Sure. Get noticed, you know, whatever that is. Um, don't just be another guy. Uh, do what got you here. And obviously he had a great season last year. Um, try and just bring that to the pro camp. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you, Stu. Um, okay, down to Marc-Antoine Godin. Marc-Antoine, c'est à toi. Yeah, hello, Rob. Hello. Um, listen, uh, Amy was asking you about Jesse Ulonen transitioning to the North American uh, game last year. Uh, if, if we bring this back to, uh, to Norlander, Uh, what are the challenges for a European player playing on the big ice uh, to, to fix some of his 
shortcomings or things that he's got to improve when they involve time, space, and being able to manage a certain type of hockey on eventually a smaller ice when he's he's asked to he's got to fix those those those, those areas on a bigger ice. If you understand what I mean, you know, like for for example, if he's if he's having a pressure in his own end and he's got relative time and space to work with on a bigger ice how can he fix that in preparation for uh, an environment where the ice is going to be even smaller yeah so everything's going to have to be done quicker so he's got two two days of practice here before we play an exhibition game against ottawa's rookies on on saturday um you know i i think back to the year i coached uh, with the london knights and olimata was a, a rookie player that come over from finland and obviously a good player he's won two stanley cups And Ole was, you know, a, a great junior, but did he ever get hit a lot initially? Because you don't have the time. Uh, it's a little bit different game here. Guys are finishing their checks. And so Ole had to adapt and just do things quicker and then protect yourself. You know, you don't stand in the pocket and, and take that hit. And so for Mattias, there'll be similarities uh, as, as far as just the pace and the quickness and the lack of, of, of space out there. And for a defenseman, like they're coming in, in today's game, guys are on, on you very, very quickly. So um, he has the skills and the ability to adapt. How quickly he can do that, we, we shall see. I don't think he's had a lot of experience in, in the North American size ice. So uh, it's going to be a challenge. But as I said, he's got a couple of days here uh, of practice. And then before he gets into a rookie game, and hopefully we'll get a couple of those games in before he gets to the big camp. Okay, cool. Thank you. And also, uh, I don't know if you've got that information, but as far as you know, uh, are all the players in the organization that are professional at this point uh, or that are going to be in the organization this year uh, have been vaccinated? Because we, we've, we've seen some, play, some, uh, some teams already uh, mentioning the fact that they were 100% vaccinated and whatnot. So I was wondering if that's the case with the Montreal Canadiens. You know what? I'm going to defer that to the medical staff. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Merci, Marc-Antoine. Uh, Jean-François Chaumont. Good morning, Rob. Uh, I'm just curious to know, we've been talking about Caden Gouley, Mathias Norlinder, Jan Mishak, but we haven't been talking about Raphael Harvey-Pinard yet. Is he the type of player that can go under the radar a little bit and can be fighting at once maybe one time during the year for a spot in Montreal as an energy player. What do you like about him? Love him. Um, I just saw him at breakfast and uh, he had a great summer working out. He said, uh, you see, I'm a little bit bigger. I said, your biggest asset is your heart. And uh, I just love this young guy. I certainly wouldn't bet against him. He had a great uh, first pro season last year. So, um, He's certainly got uh, a development coach fighting in his corner. Okay. And I'm curious to know, you draft Raphael at 19 years old. You did the same thing with Xavier Simono this year as a 19 years old. Uh, would you like to see Xavier following the same path as Raphael and going back to the queue as a 20 years old this year instead of maybe playing in Laval? Yeah. I, I You know what? I can't answer that question. Um, speaking with Dominic Ducharme, who, who knows uh, him, him well, Um, said, yeah, there's a lot of similarities with Raphael. But that will play out, uh, you know, over the, the next uh, couple of weeks. 
But once again, if we've got another guy like Raphael, then we've got a good one. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Welcome. Merci, GF. Uh, two more questions. Jared Book. Hi, Rob. Uh, thank you. Uh, so you mentioned uh, a few guys that, you know, you have to make decisions on, Matthias, um, Jan. Does it help to have guys who were in Laval uh, last year? You have a more experienced group in, in rookie camp. Does, does Obviously, you have a very limited amount of time to, to look at these guys and, and going into training camp. Does every little look help against guys who have played professionally? Oh, for uh, sure. Make- for sure. You know, you, you want those comparables. How do they match up against them? I don't know what kind of lineup uh, Ottawa will have, but they'll certainly have some American League players also. So, and those are competitive games. Uh, you know, these rookies realize they may not get another look. So this is it. So there'll be uh, there'll be high energy, heated battles. But it is, you know, they've uh, they've got to look to the guys that have the experience, and uh, and for us, doing that comparable. And, and you know, not a, a guy who's not necessarily in this camp, but but who uh, is in kind of similar situation as Joel Teasdale. Obviously, his season ended last year with an injury. Do you know if he's able to be ready for camp? Is that the expectation, or is he? Uh... Yeah, I'm not exactly sure where he's at uh, as, as far as the uh, his rehabilitation. And uh, thank you, Jared. And we'll finish this with uh, Guillaume Lefrancois La Presse. Uh, good morning, Rob. Uh, I wanted to know if there's uh, if there's any concern with the uh, the f- little amount of games played by certain prospects. Even Caden Gooley, I know you you spoke a lot about him, but he hasn't played a whole lot of hockey in the last year and a half. So, is there concern for that? And how do you sort of overcome that 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 lack of of games played? Oh, you know what? We shall see. Uh, as I mentioned, I was in London. A couple of weeks ago, they're going through the same thing. They've they've got kids at camp that didn't play last year. At times, we're searching for a, a pond to skate on. So it's a strange, strange time. But, you know, Caden, as I said, he carries himself uh, like a pro already. So I think he's going to be prepared. But there will be some rust that has to get knocked off by not just Caden, but a number of these young guys. All right. Thank you. Merci, Guillaume. Well, uh, Rob, that's it. Uh, thanks for your presentation. Bienvenue. And uh, merci à tous. On, vous, bon, on va vous parler demain. Bonne fin de journée.